Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Today's mystery drama is drawn from life. When the curtain rises on this presentation of the Mystery Theater, you will be drawn into that maelstrom that in our lifetime has affected more people than in any century before this, the Holocaust. But we are not here to survey millions. This is one woman's vengeance. An eye for an eye and blood for blood. Carl, I was so worried. You staying out so late and not coming home until morning. I was afraid to. Afraid of me? Your wife? Why didn't you call me? I was afraid the telephone was tapped. Why would they do that? Anna, the past is returning to haunt me. I must be careful. I think I am a marked man. Our mystery drama, The Final Step, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Marion Seldes and Roberta Maxwell. I shall return shortly with Act One. Ohio is Junior Miss. Thursday on CBS Television. The first runner-up, winner of an eight. Hi, Pat Summerall to suggest that a good place to start pursuing your outside interest is inside True Value Hardware Stores, where you'll find a wide selection of their own quality West Point bicycles to help you enjoy the great outdoors. Biking is a good way to take in the summer scenery. West Point bicycles come in a wide range of sizes and models so that almost anyone can take advantage of this healthy mode of transportation. And remember, West Point bicycles are sold exclusively by participating True Value Hardware Stores and Home Centers. Can't he see the difference between the letters B and D? He won't stop talking for five minutes. Why won't she behave at school? He won't sit still. My child tries so hard, why can't he learn? He can't distinguish his right hand from his left. Why can't she remember how to tie her shoes? He's impossible to live with. This is Pat Collins for the Foundation for Children with Learning Disabilities. These frequent complaints of parents can actually be symptoms of a child with learning disability. Problems in language and math, lack of coordination, disorganization and hyperactivity are just a few indications of this problem. The keys to helping a child with a learning disability are early detection and special teaching. For further information on recognizing learning disabilities and to receive a free copy of Their World, a publication of FCLD, Write LD, Box 2929, Grand Central Station, New York, 10163. rolls in across the Jersey Meadows. On the turnpike, cars venture carefully, making allowances for vision obscured through their windshields. Up ahead, flares announce an accident. Like an overturned bug sprawled across the highway, a sedan lies on its roof. An ambulance swings away with its passenger. 
medic, ma'am, or I'm not a policeman. You don't have to explain anything to me. Uh, the trooper behind us will ask all the questions when we get to the hospital. I'm sorry about all this. Are you from Market Street Hospital? Yeah, how'd you know? You're a, a paramedic with the ambulance service. I, do I know you? No, no, I, I work at General Hospital. I'm a nurse's aide. No kidding. Yeah, what lousy luck for you. I mean, it's good luck that you're getting out of the wreck. It, you know, it could have been worse. Uh, did I make the bandage on your arm too tight? No, no, it's all right. I'm fine. You sure? Uh, uh, maybe maybe I better do it again. No? Oh, it, it is too tight. Look, I'll redo it nice and easy and careful. Don't you worry. There. It's all off. Hey. What are those numbers on your arm? What do you know? You mind me asking what does uh, 18333 mean, huh? It was out. The tattoo I'd hidden for years from everybody except Jacob. Marks no one had ever seen since I'd grown up. They couldn't find anything wrong with me at the hospital, and I called home. You what? I'm all right, Jacob. I'm all right. I was beginning to get really worried. I was just going to call the police. Yes, you don't have to. I'm right here at General. Come to the emergency entrance. There's a state trooper here. He's going to ask me some questions. Sweetheart, are you sure you're all right? I'm fine. Uh, the car is a mess. I can go home as soon as you come to get me. I'll be there in half an hour. Well, hurry, will you, darling? Of course I will. But I'm not going to go so fast on a foggy night to have an accident like some people I know. Oh. How did it happen? I'll tell you the whole story as soon as you get here. Goodbye. Uh, well, I'd like to know the whole story, too. Uh, are you Mrs. Naomi Berger? Yes, I am. Yes, well, my name is Johnson. I'm a state trooper. I know. I can tell by your hat. Mm. Well, I, I'm sorry to have to detain you this late at night, but I have to file this report. My husband won't be here right away. He drives so slowly. Yes, it's not a bad idea. You're pretty lucky, Mrs. Berger. I mean, real lucky, I'd say. Car turned over like that. Uh, now, the doctor tells me a couple of bruises and scratches. Do you think you can remember what happened? Oh, yes. And did you ask the other driver? Well, there was another driver? Well, the man who stopped short in front of me, he caused the whole thing. Well, uh, there was nobody there but you when we got there. Uh, what can you tell me? I was behind a car, and he suddenly put on his brakes, and I tried to avoid him, and... Then I'm not exactly sure what happened after that. According to a witness, your car climbed the guardrail and then flipped over. Yes, yes. Well, uh, could you describe the car in front of you that suddenly stopped? I don't think so. It all happened so fast. Uh, well, I don't suppose you saw anything of the license plate, did you? Yes, I did. There were three threes in it. And the letter A. The letter A and three, three. Now, uh, do you remember any more than that? More than what? Well, do you remember any more numbers or letters on that license plate? What are you talking about? Oh, the car in front of you that stopped without warning. You said you saw the letter A and uh, three threes on the plate. I did. Oh, I said... Oh, I don't know why I said that. When is my husband coming to take me home? I don't want... To say anything until he gets here. I guess, well, uh, I'll tell you what. I won't ask you any more questions tonight. I'll stop by your house tomorrow and we'll go on from there. Is that okay? Yes, yes. I'm all right. I just want to go home. <laughs>
Naomi, I thought we'd have breakfast in the garden today. Oh, Jacob, you're the sweetest husband. Oh, you made breakfast and everything. The least I could do for an injured wife. How do you feel this morning, darling? Oh, let me have some coffee first, then I'll tell you. Help yourself. <laughs> and a toast before it gets too cold. Mm. Uh, there was a state trooper who phoned earlier he was to come to see you. I told him you were still asleep. He's coming over this afternoon. Oh, oh. Darling, what, what is it? You dropped your cup. I don't know what it is. My hand started to shake. <laughs> After last night, that is not so strange. Oh. Well, we won't talk about what happened. We'll put it all out of our minds. But I want to talk about it. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, where's the marmalade? It's right in front of you. Oh. Anyway, the trooper said that I should tell you they were trying to track down the license plate with the letter A and the three threes. When he realized he had not asked you the color of the plate, you know, so they could uh, identify which state it was. I never said anything to him about A and three threes. Naomi, could you have said that because, well, oh, you know. Out of shock, maybe. In the ambulance, this young paramedic saw the A1333 on my arm. Could I have been so confused that I said that about the license plate of the car I almost ran into? I didn't tell you, did I? He was driving that car. Carl Durer. Naomi, makes sense. How could it have been him? Now, I wish you would put all this behind you. It's making you see things, and what is worse, believe them. Now, give it up, sweetheart. Give it all up. What is past is past. I'll never give up. How can I? How could you have seen the face of a man in a car in front of you at night? Oh, Jacob, you just know it. You remember London? What? It was like that? When you spotted him on Waterloo Bridge and he ran away from you? Tonight he knew I was right there behind him. <laughs> if he did, and he stopped short on purpose, what well, you might have been killed. The Lord has other plans for me. Don't make it too hard for the Lord to protect you. Uh, how many years is it now that you've been following this I man? I don't count it in years, Jacob. I count it in lives. My mother's, my father's, and my sister's. You didn't know them or you wouldn't dream of saying to me, give up. My darling Naomi, they are gone. Death camps, Nazis, crematoria. It is all part of history. It is over now. Not for me. Ever. Well, look at it dispassionately. Let us say that Carl Dürer is here in New Jersey. He is. And you have chased him, hunted him down from Auschwitz to Genoa to London to Argentina to New Jersey. Are you denying it was him? Of course it was. So he is here now, somewhere, in some town or city. Where does he live? Under what name? I have found out before. I can do it again. Why is he diving in front of you on the turnpike at night? Or, or know it was you behind him? Professor, what point are you making? Ah, Naomi. Is it not possible it has become an obsession? It is an obsession. I don't deny that. You ask how did he know, I'll answer. When I came out of the hospital after the night shift, there was a car parked ahead of mine... Carl Dürer walked to that car and unlocked it. He turned for a moment and looked at me. Then he got in it and drove off. Ah, so that is how the accident happened. You were chasing him. So he recognized you, you say. But he did not know who you were. Maybe somebody from his past, somebody who could identify him. He knows I've seen him before. If the man in the car is the camp doctor who caused the death of your oh, family... Oh, Jacob, don't be so mealy-mouthed. Caused the death. Killed them. 
murdered them. If you want now to bring him to justice, you have to stop putting him on his guard by chasing him. Now, we may have to enlist the help of a, uh, an international lawyer. We, we have to get enough evidence together to punish him legally. You may have to do it that way, Jacob. I don't have to. All I have to do is follow him until he stands still long enough for me to kill him. Carl, what did you ring for? Don't you have your key? Where have you been? I, uh, I lost my house key and my key to work. I told you to put them on the same ring with the car keys. Look what time it is. Anna, please. I can't think anymore. Uh, can I have some coffee? Of course. Carl, take your shoes off. Sit in the big chair. Uh, this was a bad night for me, Anna. Whole night. And what time is it now? Ten o'clock in the morning and you're not at work. What will Mr. Perlman say? What will he say? Carl, I hired you at the recommendation of my foreman, Ernst. Yeah, good work with your fingers assembling the transistors. I made you a section supervisor. We have a small shop here, Carl, and not the shop for work is serious. That's what he will say. What are you talking so crazily for? Mr. Perlman is your friend. Here's the coffee. Yeah. Drink it slowly. I made it strong. I was so worried. It's not like you not to call me. Mm, oh, that's good. I was afraid to honor. What are you talking about? Afraid of me? No, no, afraid the telephone was tapped. Somebody listening. What do they know about you to listen? Who is it? Well, uh, that's the problem. I, I wish I could be sure, but I don't know who they are. Last night, we, we had our usual game, you know. I left Fritz and Heinz and Ernst about 11 and a little after. I go to my car... And there is this woman getting into her car behind me. And I know her right away. Ah, uh, it's not her, is it? Yes, it is. And she knows who I am. The same woman from London and Buenos Aires? The same. How could it be? The same red hair. That moment we looked at each other at night, only an instant. I know her. She knows me. What happened then? Well, she shouts something at me, but I'm in my car and driving away fast, and, and she follows in her car. She's crazy. We are on the parkway going north away from town. I cannot shake her. She's very close behind me. And suddenly there's a, a dog. You know how I feel about animals. I pull the brake down not to hit it. The woman is too close. She hits in the back of my car. You know, the bumper is bent, the fender... My neck, it hurts. But, well, I stop. She has hit the guardrail and her car is turned over. What did you do? Well, there are no flames. I get back into my car and I can see her crawling out. Then I hear sirens, the police cars. I go. I go as fast as I can and I keep going. Is that what you were doing? Driving all night? No, 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 not all night. I stop up in uh, Caddy Falls and I go into a diner and have some coffee. The woman in the accident... Was she hurt badly? I told you she was crawling away. So she couldn't be hurt too bad. But it was her fault following me so close like that. I can't have good thoughts about her. She could be from the FBI or Interpol. Anna, Anna, they are watching. Still, 
After all these years. I don't know if there are limitations on what they call war crimes. What crime did you commit? You were like a soldier. You followed orders. A highly respected doctor who helped his country in the prison camp. Yes, you think so. I thought so. But the Russians and the British and the Americans and the Israelis, they don't think so. I thought when we finally came to America, we could live new lives and the past would be dead. Buried forever. Oh, I almost forgot. One good thing did happen in all this horror. And I'm proud of myself, at least for that. Ah, what happened? The, the dog that ran out in front of the car, I told you. Well, I didn't hit him. Poor little thing, out late at night. You see so many dead little animals on the highways, run over by thoughtless people. It could make you cry. I think you're getting the drift of where all this is leading. This is no mere tale of retribution or revenge. It involves a crime of war. All societies, it's been said, are capable of committing war atrocities. So who are we to cast the first stone? I shall continue our account of Naomi's pursuit of such a criminal when I return shortly with Act Two. Feeling fit, feel so good, burning up the weight. You know you should. I'm Susan Anton. The ultimate in feeling fit is sleeping on a perfect sleeper pillow soft. Extra thick comfort on top and ultra firm support inside. Perfect sleeper pillow soft. Be a perfect sleeper. Buy a perfect sleeper. Perfect sleeper. It's a healthy investment in yourself. Families all gathered. Summertime is here. Volleyball and barbecue. It's that time of year. Working on the first, just sitting in the shade. Nothing finer than the taste of the old fashioned lemonade. Countryside, countryside, tastes like the old fashioned lemonade. Made with natural lemon flavor, so it's not too tart, not too sweet. Country time lemonade flavored drink. Tastes like the old fashioned lemonade. This is Ken Howard. If you're over 18 and already out of school, I have a personal question for you. Can you read as well as you would like to? I don't mean just traffic signs and sports programs. I'm talking about books, magazines, and newspapers, and the labels on medicine and food packages. If you don't read well enough to understand these, you can get help at your library. Many libraries offer assistance for people who didn't learn to read very well in school. If they don't have the programs themselves, librarians can often recommend a local tutor, self-help books, or even televised instruction that includes other subjects as well as reading. 25 million Americans have trouble reading, and some of them don't even realize it, or they're too embarrassed to ask for help. If you are one of them, don't waste your mind any longer. The libraries in your area are waiting to help you. You just walk right in and ask for books on any subject that interests you. Whether it's basketball, basket weaving, or the mystery of the Baskervilles, you name it, the library has it. They've got your number. Now you get theirs and give them a call. A public service message of the American Library Association. Volunteer nurse's aide who has suffered the loss of her family in the Nazi extermination camp of Auschwitz some 35 years ago has made it her mission in life to bring the prison doctor responsible for the murders to justice and has pursued his shadow across two continents. They 
This is the incomprehensible position I find myself in. Me, Karl Dürer, graduate of the Medical Academy at Dresden, honored in Stuttgart and Berlin for outstanding genetic research. I conducted bona fide medical experiments at Auschwitz. They don't believe that. I was never a Nazi. They don't believe that. So for years, I've been on the run. It is unjust. This creature with the red hair, she must have survived somehow. What does she want from me? Naomi. Naomi, there's a man from the police here to see you. Uh, she will be right down. I'm uh, sorry I couldn't get here yesterday. You're her husband? Ah, I always forget to introduce myself. Jacob Berger. Ah, yeah, well, uh, here, let's see. Oh, you teach uh, classical literature and German history at the junior college, huh? You know a great deal about me. And your wife does volunteer work at General Hospital. In the laboratory, not with the patients. Uh, but why such uh, investigation, Mr. Johnson? Well, sir, Mrs. Berger narrowly escaped with her life, so naturally we check everybody and everything. Good morning, I... Forgot your name? Oh, uh, Johnson, Mrs. Berger, state trooper. May I sit down? Yes, and you may take your hat off. Ma'am? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, now, uh, let's see, you told me the night of the accident you observed the license plate of the car you hit had the letter A and three threes. Uh, do you remember the color of the plate by any chance? No, I don't. I see. Uh, the color of the car? Blue. Uh, blue sedan. Uh, how far in front of you was he? I don't know. It's kind of hard to say how far. Uh, one car length, uh, two car lengths, three, four, huh? I'm not sure. Oh. You were following this car for some distance? I guess so. You say you didn't know the identity of the driver or any occupant of the car you hit? How could I know them? So there's no basis in the fact for presuming you might have been chasing this car. Chasing? Why would I do that? Well, you were not on your way home from the hospital, were you? Uh, if I may interrupt, I get the impression that the police believe there's something suspicious in my wife's actions and she's being accused of something. Uh, well, sir, we have two eyewitness accounts, uh, Mrs. Berger, of uh, which I'd like to check with you. Uh, witness one told us that a gentleman alone got into a car opposite the general hospital at 11.10 the night before last, uh, that you were parked behind him. The witness was passing along the sidewalk when you shouted from your car, Mrs. Berger, I'll get you yet. Uh, the man drove off, and you started your vehicle and drove off after him. Tell me, what is this? Jacob, it's false. No, the second eyewitness account was given to me personally at the turnpike toll booth by the attendant on duty. Uh, he told me that on the night in question, a woman with red hair followed a blue sedan which had just passed and asked the attendant if that car had taken the service road or continued along the turnpike. And because this woman had red hair, you are saying it was me? No, ma'am. I'm asking, was it you? I, I think, Mr. Johnson, before this questioning goes any further, my wife ought to have legal advice. Well, you're entitled. But I'd like you to accompany me now to the police station so that the two eyewitnesses could make positive identification. Well, my wife would be happy to comply, but I think in this case also she is entitled to consult legal counsel. <laughs> I can't deny you that, sir, either. Uh... Give us a call tomorrow, will you? Or have your attorney call and we'll arrange for the witnesses. Now, in the meantime, I must warn you, Mrs. Berger, not to leave town. Uh, good day to you. 
Uh, tomorrow, don't forget. So long, folks. Do we have to get ourselves a lawyer? I don't know. Ah, oh, you were very foolish. After all these years to betray yourself like that, shouting threats into the street. Oh. It was just too much to see him so close like that. But why didn't you tell me the truth? I did, but I didn't tell you all of it. Jacob, I feel we are at the end of the trail. We've talked about this so often, but he's here now. He must be living in this area and working here. Now we should put the main plan into operation. That plan? You don't have to be part of it, Jacob, if you don't wish to be. We agreed on that. I always said that when the time comes and you can't go the final step, I'll let you out. I'll do it alone. No. No, no, we are in this together. Everything. The final step included. When I married you, your mother and father and your sister Lisa became my mother and father and sister. I want Carl Dero to pay the ultimate price as much as you do. He's had the luck to escape for a long time. I think it is over. Anna, luck will not always be mine. How much longer can I escape this woman with the red hair? There is a way. To be rid of her. Forever. Face her. Find her. Speak to her. Ask her why for the last 15 years. Is, is that when we were in London 15 years ago? Why does she follow you? What does she want? If instead of running from her, Carl, as if you had done something wrong, as if you were guilty of something, you spoke together. Anna, you don't know what you're talking about. I can't do that. Why not? What did you do wrong? So you were a doctor in a prison camp. It wasn't by choice. You were conscripted. They wanted an expert in genetics. You treated everyone who was sick. But I, I, I did what I was ordered. Were you ordered something so terrible you have to be running all your life? No, it's the unspoken part of my life. You've been wise enough not to ask me what I did and why after the war I had to give up being a doctor and why I disappeared from Germany for so long. And then, when I finally wrote you under a new name from London, you came and joined me and never asked me why. Ask me nothing now also. <laughs> You know what I'm going to tell that state trooper, don't you? Yes, just exactly how much. I prayed last night, Jacob. So did I. I said to Mama and Papa and Lisa, now is almost the end of the trail. Did you make the phone calls? Yeah, two newspapers. How did you say it? Well, I told him who we were, that you were going to the police station today to give information about a Nazi prison camp doctor. That here in our small town in New Jersey, a murderer lives among us. Perfect. Well, good day, folks. Oh, I'm sorry we have to meet out here, but space is at a premium today. I understand you wish to change your story, Mrs. Berger? No, not change. Add to it. I did recognize the man who got into the car in front of me when I left the hospital that night. And I did follow him. I wanted to know where he lived. Mr. Johnson, he is a murderer. Ah, I see. So you ran into him 
deliberately? No, that was an accident, just as I told you. His name is... was Dr. Carl Durer. Hmm? And you have a basis for your accusation of murder? I was there when he killed three people, if that's what you mean. This happened recently? A long time ago. And did you report it? No, I didn't. Well, why not? No, you see, what my wife has not made clear is that this Dr. Durer performed medical experiments, so-called, in a Nazi prison camp, which resulted in the death of her father and mother and twin sister. Well, who was she to report this to? A man is a Nazi. Do I have to say any more? I'm afraid you'll have to tell me a great deal more, Mrs. Berger. Is that you? Yes, I'm home, Anna. Oh, I'll get the phone. No, don't answer it. Don't answer it, please, Carl. Well, why not? It's been ringing all day. Since you went to work. Uh, why don't you answer the phone? This is too stupid. Carl, please. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Who is this? Who are you? It was one of them, wasn't it? Uh, has this been going on all day? Horrible. He... He called me a Nazi murderer. That's why I stopped answering the phone. Didn't you see the morning paper? No. Here. Look. On the front page. Uh, Anna, please, you read it. A murderer in our midst. Mrs. Naomi Berger accuses Carl Durer of being a Nazi torturer at Auschwitz, the infamous Nazi extermination camp of World War II. The wife of Jacob Berger, professor of German history, made a statement today at police headquarters denouncing... Oh, stop the... it! Stop it! All day, people have been calling here. They look us up in the telephone book. What are we going to do? We have to go away. Where can we go, Carl? You must stand up to this woman. See her. Go there. What do you have to fear? It's all lies. Make her believe you. This Mrs. Jacob Berger. And it's no use. The authorities will come. And they won't listen either. Yes, I performed experiments under orders. Of course people die. They would have died anyway. I put them to sleep. Wasn't it a better death than being shot or gassed like the others? You could be accused of murdering, like it says. Anna, Anna, I have got to go out. I'm going to find that woman. I am going to face her, as you say. Oh, where's the telephone book? Where it always is, next to the telephone. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, 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 yes, here it is. Just like any other name. Now, what is her husband's name? Uh, Jacob. Yes, Jacob. Yes, Jacob Berger. Who are you calling? Mrs. Jacob Berger. I am going to tell her that Dr. Carl Dura is on his way over to pay her a house call. Don't. Don't go over there, Carl, yet. Oh, Mrs. Berger? This is Carl Dura. No, Carl, no. Just a moment, please. Anna, please. If you are determined to see her, don't warn her when you're coming. Suppose she has some police with her when you get there. Do as I say, Carl. Hang up. You're right. For a change. I will be the hunter. And she, the hunted, let her wonder what I am going to do next. 
It has often been said that the mills of the gods grind slowly, yet they grind exceeding small. In other words, the reward of patience is justice. Naomi Berger sees no evidence that patience would even ultimately redress wrongs. So she herself has decided to play Nemesis, a most dangerous game. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Kodak brings the instant to life. Kodak wants to offer you some instant fun money for a limited time only. Get a $10 rebate when you buy either the Kodak Colorburst 250 or the new Colorburst 350 instant camera. With either instant camera, you get the sharp, rich, vivid color pictures Kodak is famous for. See your photo dealer for details about Kodak's $10 fun money offer. Kodak brings the instant to life. When you want quality, instant printing in a hurry, see the professionals who print at PIP. Whatever your printing needs depend on the professionals at PIP. Want your own personalized stationery and envelopes? Depend on PIP. Want business brochures and sales reports? Depend on PIP. For all your printing needs, depend on PIP. Look for the PIP near you in the yellow pages under printers. That's PIP. The following is a reenactment of a scene that never happened. When I told the fat man that I lost the letters of transit, I thought it was having a heart attack. Sure. Do you know the warning signals of a heart attack? Well, sure, Rick. Well, no, Rick. Then listen and get it once. A pain in the center of your chest may spread to a shoulder, your neck, or an arm. May feel dizzy, nauseous, sweaty. If it lasts two minutes or longer, get emergency help right away. Got it? Sure, Rick. Oh, Rick? Yeah, shoot. Well, the fat man was mad when I called the ambulance. He said it wasn't a heart attack, but me giving him indigestion. That's common enough. A lot of heart attack victims say there's nothing wrong. When I think it'll go away. Your American Heart Association has the information on heart attack. So get them on the phone. They're fighting for your life. But, Rick, the fat man did have indigestion. I'm feeling a little queasy myself. Well, did I make a mistake, Rick? Aside from being born, you mean? No. When you consider a woman who has waited 30 years to confront the very doctor who assisted the infamous Dr. Mengele by the injection of phenolic acid, benzene, or air, which killed in seconds, when you consider she watched her mother, father, and sister die that way, the way of human guinea pigs, when you consider all that, perhaps you can understand Naomi's feelings at this moment. He's coming here. I know it, Jacob. I know he's coming. What did he say on the phone just now? He said, Mrs. Berger, this is Carl Dura. And then I heard a woman's voice say, Carl, don't. And then he said, just a moment, please. And then they talked. He had his hand over the receiver. Then he hung up. Jacob, he saw the newspaper story. He swallowed the bait. He's coming because he has to silence me. But he doesn't know who I am. I could be related to any of the thousands of deaths. Are you ready, Jacob? The car has gas in it, and it is standing right by the back door. The hypodermic? Everything is laid out on the kitchen table. But not all of them. Only one. The other two should be in your briefcase. Don't worry, they are. Now, where will you be standing when he comes through the door? Right there, just as we planned. The hammer? You have the hammer? I, I have it, I have it. I'm... Looking at my wife, 
planning this so matter-of-factly, and I... I don't know you. Yes, you do. The final step. We've always talked about it. It has to be. There's no other way. Who would do it for us? The courts. Oh, bring him to court. You think he would answer charges in a court? Uh, what time is it? Maybe he won't come. He'll come, he'll come. He'll has to. He has to know who I am. What evidence do I have? How safe is he? What do I know? Suppose he carries a pistol. Have you considered that? Why do you think I am answering the door? And you are standing behind it with a hammer in your hand. Oh, let him come now. That's him. The ring of authority. Are you going to answer it? Open the door before he goes away. And the hammer. I told you that I have it, you see? Right, all right. Oh, wait. What for? If he has got a gun, warn me. I'm coming. Mrs. Berger? Yes? Is your husband home? I'm afraid not. I am Carl Dürer. I think you wish to talk to me. May I come in? I have been waiting for you to call on me. Please come in. Go right ahead. Into the living room. Oh, oh, did I kill him? No, he's still breathing. You did fine. Help me move him so I can close the door. All right, and we'll drag him into the kitchen. Yeah, about the injections, will you do it or should I? I'll show you how to do it, Jacob. Don't worry. He's coming too. Oh, how is he going to react when he is fully conscious? His mind will be fairly clear, but he'll have no power over his body. Oh. He'll be able to talk slowly, but overall he'll be very weak and defenseless. Just like his victims at Auschwitz. Uh, where am I? Oh. You are in the kitchen of my house. I introduce myself to you, Dr. Dürer. I am Naomi Berger, and this is my husband, Jacob. What have you given me? Why do I feel so weak? Don't you recognize it, Herr Doctor? You used so much of it. It is the same drug you gave my mother and father and sister many years ago to quiet them. So that when you were quite ready to administer... You, you, you are mistaking me for someone else. I thought as a genetic scientist you would like to experience this sensation firsthand. I can't move. Well, perhaps it is not entirely the drug. Perhaps you are paralyzed with fear. Three doses tonight. One for my mother... One for my father and one for my sister, Lisa. Why do you accuse me of these things? Because I was there. I was in that hospital. The four of us. I saw with my own eyes, I saw your Dr. Mengele say to you, Carl, take care of these biologically inferior spirits. 
specimens. So it was time for the second treatment, and you injected the specimens. Martha, father, and Lisa. No, you're wrong. I was not a cab doctor at Auschwitz. But then it was time for lunch, and you said to me... Little girl, wait there, so your father and father and sister will see you when they wake up. And then you went to lunch. That was not me. You are mistaken. It was someone else. Only I knew they would never wake up, and for some reason I wasn't weak. I was strong, and I ran away, and I hid. Naomi, is it time for the next injection? No, not yet. Redhead, you... You are the redhead. Can you remember now, Herr Dürer? Fifteen years ago, twenty. I never forgot you, Herr Dürer. Everything is fine, Jacob, all in order. I'll help you carry the doctor to the car. We have traveled an hour and a half. You have been asleep. How am I going to die? Two injections, 15 minutes apart. Doing this does not bother you. What are you, a teacher? I teach the classics, German. Literature. I am not a beast. I am not inhuman. Perhaps not now. But then you lost touch with reality. Those were human beings you experimented with. I was a doctor, highly qualified. Do you know what the word conscience means? I know what the word duty means. An order is an order, and it must be obeyed. You believe that I would be here today if I had disobeyed? You would have been here with a clear conscience. Conscience? This is the only word you know. Can you move your arms or... Hands, Dr. Durer. No. My body will not obey me. I couldn't even spit in your eye. Then you'll have no difficulty in holding still while I roll up your right sleeve. Oh, Carl, I've been so worried. Mrs. Oh. Durer? Yeah, yes? I'm uh, State Trooper Johnson... Now, these keys were found on the turnpike a few days ago. I traced one to the Acme Transistor Corporation, where I believe Mr. Durer works. Now, I spoke to a Mr. Perlman. My husband's boss, yes. Uh, may I come in? Excuse me. I was expecting my husband. Well, Mr. Perlman identified one of the keys as from a locker of your husband's. The other one is our front door key. Carl lost them. Well, may I ask, is your husband in good health? Is something wrong? Well, he wasn't at work, and Mr. Perlman said he's been absent a lot lately. You sound like a sympathetic man, and I'm going to tell you something. Last night, Carl was very upset. Uh, because his name was in the newspaper? Yes. He said he had to talk to that woman who said he was a Nazi, and he went out to talk to her, and he hasn't come back home yet. It is all over. I hid the body in a cave by the reservoir. Did anyone see you? No. I pulled the car off the turnpike. When I walked back to it, I did not turn the lights on until I was on the road coming home. No one saw me. So, it's done. The final step. I do not share your feeling of relief. 
Uh, the hypodermics are in the briefcase. What did he say in the end? Did he confess? Did he weep and grovel like so many of them did? He just went to sleep. Now, I'll take these hypodermics and uh, wash them out. I know it's late, Jacob. Would you like something to eat? I do not think I could ever get food past my lips. You can pour me a whiskey. I'll be back in a moment. Oh, hello? Mrs. Berger? Yes, this is she. Uh, this is Trooper Johnson. I know it's very late, but something important has just developed, and I have to talk to you, ma'am. Well, come on over. We're still up. I'll leave the light on outside. Oh, good. I'll be there in five minutes. All right. Jacob, come here quickly. What is it? Who is that on the telephone? Our friend, Johnson, that state trooper. He's going to be here in five minutes. Oh, my Lord. Now, put the briefcase in the upstairs closet with my nurse's aid uniform. Are the instruments clean? Yes, yes. Oh, how could they have found him so quickly? Now, remember, you were here all evening. Uh, put your slippers on. Uh, go sit on the sofa. Or open a book. Mr. and Mrs. Berger... I am going to dispense with the apologies for the lateness of the hour. Now, I've been to see the wife of Carl Durer. He left home to come here, Mrs. Berger. Now, did you see him? No, I can't say I did. At no time today has Carl Durer been to see either of you? But Jacob and I have been here alone all evening. Ah, I see. I haven't yet informed Mrs. Durer, so I shall ask you to keep this to yourselves uh, for the present. Two hours ago, in the Reservoir District, Carl Durer was discovered run over on the turnpike, dead. Now, he was apparently hit by some vehicle. Ah, you... You think he was walking along the highway and he was hit by a car? He's been taken to the morgue, and after a thorough examination, we ought to be able to pinpoint the cause of his death. I, uh... I'd better go now and inform Mrs. Durer. <laughs> suspects us. They're going to find traces of the poison in him. I... I don't understand how, after those injections, he could get up and walk to the turnpike. It was the identical phenolic acid he used on mother and father and Lisa. It is just beyond me. Naomi. You told me you left him hidden in a cave by the reservoir. But that's over a mile from the main road. Jacob? What happened? Naomi, I, I could not do it. I did not inject anything lethal at all. I started to roll up his sleeve. I took out the hypo and, and he passed out. Fear, shock, or what remained from the original tranquilizer, I do not know. I pulled him out of the car. I propped him against a tree and I drove off. I knew he would wake up sometime. I'm, I'm sorry, Naomi. You didn't do it. I couldn't. I could not take that final step. Oh, my dear Jacob. How could I have asked it of you? He must have come to and started to walk home. And somebody else, he could have been blinded by headlights. Oh, Jacob. All these years, and we never punished him. Isn't it enough that we brought him to the edge of death? We 
we who live by principles to maintain a peaceful society cannot bring ourselves to fight fire with fire, death with death, as did Naomi in her pursuit of a 30-year-old murder. Unhappily, as long as humans are capable of inhumanity, we are destined to live in an armed camp. That appears to be man's fate. I shall return shortly with some closing words. Before Shogun, in Japan of warring clans and star-crossed lovers, there was the glorious saga, Shikei. Shikei, the beautiful and violent epic of a warrior monk trained in a thousand ways to kill. And the radiant noble woman whose passion for him defies all tradition. Shikei, the Japan you will always remember. In the Jove paperback you will never forget. Pour on the snap. Pour on the craft. Barbecue sauce. Pour on the flat. Pour on the craft. Barbecue sauce. Pour on the snap. Pour on the craft. Barbecue sauce. Only one barbecue sauce can give me the snap of this secret blend of 16 herbs and spices. Ours. Pour on the snap. Pour on the craft. Barbecue sauce. Pour on the snap. Here at Fire Station number three, between fighting fires, we play a lot of checkers and drink a lot of coffee. So our coffee's Kava Instant. Your move, Hogan. Full-flavored Kava's the only 90% acid-neutralized coffee. And with less acidity, no matter how much we drink, we still feel good. Oh, nice move, Hogan. In fact, we drink enough Kava to put out a fire. Uh-oh, I think I'm in trouble. Saved by the bell. Kava, all the taste you want in coffee without all the acidity. This is Carl Malden. Now only American Express Traveler's Checks offers exclusive new services that protect more than just your money. Now if you lose your credit cards and ID along with your Traveler's Checks, only American Express will help you cancel your cards, issue you a temporary ID, cash a check, and put its travel service at your service 24 hours a day. Ask for American Express Traveler's Checks. Now they protect more than just your money. Now they help protect your vacation. Services available in the U.S. and Canada. Certain conditions apply. None have defined man's nature better than Rudyard Kipling. He observed the struggle between the law-abiding and the lawless and translated it into the law of the jungle. Now this is the law of the jungle, he wrote as old and as true as the sky. And the wolf that shall keep it may prosper, but the wolf that shall break it must die. Our cast included Marion Seldes, Roberta Maxwell, Norman Rose, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>